welcome to a, another episode of the Brothers F Podcast. Uh, today we are discussing, uh, you could say, call it a hybrid work, uh, a novel, a Ciudades Desiertas, that has been turned into a movie called Mestas Matando Susana. The novel Ciudades Desiertas is written in Spanish, and the movie is bilingual. Is that a fair description? Yes. Uh, just one thing. It's called Susana me estás matando, not me estás matando Susana. Or actually, never oh, mind. I stand, I, I stand corrected. It's me estás matando Susana. You're right. Um, never mind. I take that back. But yeah, uh, that that is a fair description. It's it's both in English and Spanish. So what, what appealed to me about the book is it's... Uh, You know, I was I I was born in Mexico and kind of raised biculturally to a certain extent. And the novel is very much about cultural encounter and being in between two worlds, uh, and what it means to be from Mexico and encountering uh, foreigners, not just Americans, but but foreigners in general. Uh, because, uh, well, we should probably get into the plot, huh? Yeah, I think so. So it's interesting, a difference between the novel and, and, and the movie. The, in the novel, the story starts with uh, Susana's decision to, uh, to go. But in the movie, we don't meet Susana in, until after we've been Eligio. But in any event, um, Eligio discovers that his wife is just gone. Right? No note, no fight. She just left. Right? She packed her stuff. Uh, she left her cell phone behind. She just disappeared. And uh, he's upset. So uh, he decides to try to figure out what's going on, and he begins doing some research. Uh, in the movie, it's online, because it's said in the present day. In the novel, um, to be honest, I forget how he figures it out, but he figures out that his wife, who is a writer, has gone to participate in an intercultural writing exchange at a fictional American university in the fictional town of Arcadia. The story is the story of his quest to win her back uh, after she, uh, I would say, justifiably leaves him. Do, would you agree with that assessment? Yeah. Um, in the movie, uh, it's a disclaimer, I saw the movie and then did a little summary of the book. Um, but yeah, I would say it's justifiable. In the movie... You don't get as much of that sense. It's more, it, it kind of just cuts in, you know, as, as you mentioned before, it starts with Eligio and then he wakes up and his wife is gone. Um, but, uh, you know, it does show that he likes to get drunk and, and drink a lot. But yeah, I would say it's pretty justifiable. Well, not only does he like to, to drink and get drunk, uh, he's, uh, he's cheating on her. Right? He's got a... Yes. Uh, you know, his uh, his mistress consoles him about the fact that his wife has left him, right? It's sort of a, a funny dynamic, right? He's not the most faithful husband, but he's also extremely jealous. So he's sort of hypocritical in that regard. Um, yeah, and, and the only reason I said um, is because you don't really find that out in the movie until after she's left. So before she's left, you don't really have an indication of that. That's why. But yeah, it's justifiable once you know after the fact. Right. I mean, I do remember a scene early in the movie where he he's he's flirting or kissing one of the extras or makeup artists or maybe yeah. it was a 
or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all. That's that's all. That's not really to the point. I mean, I did. I did really enjoy the novel. I liked it a lot, and I think it's a shame that it's not yet available in English. And the movie is is kind of hard to locate. I mean, you can watch it right now as of this recording. It's difficult to find. It's difficult to find. I had to go to a Mexican website uh, to to rent it. It's not available on Amazon Prime. Uh, so if you want to watch it with subtitles, if you don't understand Spanish, you may have to uh, actually buy a physical copy of the DVD, which you can buy on Amazon. Uh, and if you if you can read Spanish, I suggest uh, read the novel first. Um, yeah, and if if you can understand Spanish, um, you can you can actually find it on YouTube. And yeah, as you mentioned before, the movies in both Spanish. Yeah, and I, I don't want to encourage people to do it on YouTube because I don't. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent on the uh, legality of that. Legality. YouTube is actually pretty good about about protecting people's intellectual property. So it would surprise me if it were there infringing on on the copyright. But it is it is it is sort of difficult to find. In that case, audience members, just forget I ever said that. Right, that that's okay. We we do not we do not endorse the theft of intellectual property on this podcast. Not at all. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it may like you know, I I, I mean, it probably is legitimate because, like I said, YouTube is good at uh, YouTube's YouTube's good about that, right? They got sued a, a while ago, and since then, I, they've been maybe even overzealous about protecting people's IP. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what this is about. I will say this. Uh, it's really a shame that the novel hasn't been translated. And uh, Jose Agustin, uh, if you're listening, I'm your dude. I write really well in English. I can read Spanish very well. I could translate this work. It would be great. You'd have you'd have American sales. I know it's, it's kind of silly, but I, I really feel like uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because, uh, A, I, I don't know if you can, I mean, I probably couldn't publish my own translation without the author's consent. And B, you know, I don't have the time to do that. But in a hypothetical world that will probably never come to pass where he hears this and then gives me permission and then we publish the English translation, I feel like I'd be the perfect person to do it. Because you really, okay. you really need someone who is in between the worlds, right? You You don't want a translator who's all American or a translator who's all Mexican. You want a little bit of both. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. No, I think, you know, I think it's a good novel for, uh, for immigrants, even though the, uh, the protagonists are not really immigrants, but they're, yeah. they're having a little piece of their own little piece of the immigrant experience. You know, after I initially read the novel, I saw two takes on it out there. One take is that it's a celebration of Mexican machismo. And the other take is that it's critique of Mexican machismo. So Diego, <laughs> what is your take? Is it a celebration of machismo? Or is it, is it a, is a critique? I would say based off the movie, it's, um, it's more of a commentary on, uh, Mexican machismo. I don't think he's celebrating it or criticizing. I mean, based on the movie, Again, I'll caveat, I just saw the movie. Um, it's more of just a uh, a commentary on it, more just kind of presenting that it's out there because I didn't really get the vibe from the movie that he was either critiquing it or celebrating it. That said, I did do read the Wikipedia page on um, 
the novel and on the Wikipedia page, um, the folks over at Wikipedia seem to see seem to believe that it was a critique of of machismo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watch. I listened to a, a few uh, or watched a few videos of, of people talking about the the novel slash the book, and, and that was that was sort of the debate that people were having. Um, I mean, I could see it. I could see it a couple ways, right? On the one hand, um, Alicia is kind of a sexist dude, right? He thinks yeah. it's for him to cheat on his wife, but he gets super jealous if she uh, does the same. He is, um, you know, he's ready to pick fights with with men who he thinks are a threat uh, to his relationship with his wife, who th- who are, you know either have been with her or trying to be with her. He's extremely jealous. He's not afraid to be violent. Um, and then ultimately he wins her back. And I, mean, I mean, the last, the last scene is, is uh, super duper politically incorrect. Uh, and I, you know, I'll just, people will have to watch it for, for themselves because I'm embarrassed to go into it on the pod. But <laughs> That that uh that last scene, I mean, that really makes the case for being about a celebration of machismo because it's it's kind of a sexist scene. Um, and then you know the novel was written in the 1980s, and, and I think the uh, the uh, I think the 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 movie producers slash director were being faithful to the novel, uh, but it is it is uh, it is an extremely uh, sexist way in which the movie has a happy ending. Uh, which, on the other hand, on the other hand, he does uh, eventually. He does seem to learn that he needs to respect his wife's autonomy. So there's just this weird contradiction. I don't know what else to say about it. Right? He 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 eventually learns that he needs to let her go and that he can't control her and that she needs to live her own life. Well, yeah, and I, I actually, um, you know, looking back at it, I, I think it's intentionally ambiguous. That's why I said it's more of a commentary on machismo. It's not really taking a side because you kind of see both aspects of it. And um, I guess both um, uh, the author, uh, Jose Agustin, and uh, the director, um, whoever that was, uh kind of uh, leave it up to you to decide, you know, what what the implications of the movie are, you know, because as you said, eventually he does win her back in a pretty uh, uh, sexist, machismo, machismo way, but at the same time, he's learning, he, he, he admits, yeah. Well, he does and he doesn't. He wins her back by letting her go and letting her be her own per- person. And then there's this like really sexist exclamation mark at the end. Yeah. Exclamation mark at the end of the movie. Yeah, but I feel like he kind of, at least the vibe, what I kind of uh, picked up from the movie is that he kind of learns that, you know, going forward, he's going to, uh, going to have to, you know, respect her. Although he, uh, he does, yeah, bring, kind of hone in the point with a pretty uh, sexist scene, but. So what do you, uh, what did you think of uh, Gael Garcia Bernal? Was he the right person to portray Eligio? You know, I actually, I really liked him. I actually thought he did a good job. Um, you know, I'm by no means a critic of theater or movies, but, uh, you know, um, 
I think he did a I think he did a really great job of portraying Eligio because the way I look at it, the way I determine whether an actor's good or not is, you know, whether you actually I don't know, feel emotions that the character's supposed to be feeling and throughout the movie, I you know, I, I definitely did. I could um you know, I I don't know, I, I think he just did a really good job of portraying uh portraying Eligio. What what did you think? I mean, you oh, read the book, I, so you I, should I, have. I love him. I didn't want to tip my hand when I was asking the question, but I, I think he's just a brilliant actor. And Yeah, uh, we're on the same page then because, yeah, I, I thought so too. And he also, like, based on the novel, like, he looks right for the part, right? It's not like it's not like they cast him just because he's a star. No, he, he, he's got the right personality. He's got the right body type and build. And he really steals the show um, uh, from – from uh, I'm forgetting the actress's name, but Susana, who's who's actually not Spanish in the movie. I actually think her, making her Spanish, who's not Spanish in the novel, I think making her Spanish in in the movie actually improves the story in some ways, right? Because it, it, to a great degree, uh, it's about Alijo's uh, how he copes with with the foreign foreigners, right? And his wife. Her, his wife, Susanna herself is a foreigner in the movie and she's attracted to what's foreign, right? Like there's, there's something better about a man who isn't Mexican, right? Whether uh, he's taller or whether he's more sophisticated, whether he's less sexist or, uh, you know, less, less of a uh, sort of less into machismo, is there, is there a noun for a, a guy who's into machismo, a machisist? No, that's wrong. A chauvinist, maybe? Chauvinist, yeah. And in, in Spanish, it would be machista, but there's not. Um, I mean, there's a great scene where they're fighting, where he, he finally gets to uh, the uh, dorm where uh, Susana's living uh, called Kitty Hawk. And he tells her, uh, as, they're, as they're discussing the fact that she's been with this other dude and that she's run away and, and that she doesn't want to come back with him. She's like, you know, he tells her, if you see this guy again, uh, something like, te voy, uh, te voy a hacer una, montar una demo, demonstración del machismo me mexicano al antiguo. <laughs> I love that. It's like, I'm going to put on a show of the Mexican machismo uh, in the old school, in the old fashioned way, in the antiquated style. I just thought that was, that was so funny like the whole like the whole <laughs> i don't know like you you just you can't imagine someone saying that in english with any credibility or or humor but it works so well in spanish and i think oh, yeah. I, is, is pulled right from the novel um no yeah i i, I agree it, it's definitely it's it's definitely uh pretty funny and uh i think that goes back to you know to rope it back to the point you kind of brought in the beginning it kind of goes back to the clash of two worlds you know like you said it would not work in english um or you know generally culturally in in the united states or in, in other lands um but you know that's something that's acceptable in mexico um and, and it you know he comes to the united states and all of a sudden it's kind of this foreign land where where this, you know, the life is used to, the life is used to living, um, whether it, you know, 
I know we've been talking a lot about his, you know, macho attitude, his chauvinism, but uh, just generally speaking, the life he's used to is completely different. And it's a, it's a huge cultural shock. And, uh, you know, I think that's kind of a microcosm for, you know, uh, what he experiences more generally, you know, that little phrase in the school you said, you know, that just, you couldn't say that in English with any credibility, not that he has any credibility in, in Spanish. We're not, we're not sexist here, but you know, um, by, by uh, credibility, I don't mean that like, and be it right. just wouldn't make like, sense I, in English. Like, it, was like, it was a cool line in Spanish. Like it was yeah. really cool. Like it, it, it worked for the character. It worked for the moment. And it doesn't work in English. Like there's no way you could, you know, it just it just wouldn't work for 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 someone speaking English or for an American. Yeah, yeah, and I, and th- yeah, and that kind of you know that's what I was trying to drive at. You know, it's it kind of it's kind of symbolic of the larger cultural shock. You know, there's a lot of things that he's used to in Mexico that simply um, are, are different when he comes to the United States that are completely different. So. So, uh, what did you think of the, uh, well, I guess one thing I, I really liked about the movie and I think it has over the novel is that you can really tell a bilingual story in a movie, right? You can write, you can write a script in two languages where as it's much less common to have a novel written in two languages. And I don't know to what degree, Jose Agustin can can write in uh, English, and it would be sort of unusual to write a novel in two languages because then you're writing it for only people who read both languages, which you're inherently uh, limiting your audience. But so the novel, even the American parts of the novel and the American characters are it's all written in Spanish. The movie, it's it's truly a bilingual experience, right? You have. Uh, the Americans uh, speaking English or speaking Spanish badly. Uh, the Mexicans uh, speaking English uh, with varying degrees of proficiency and skill, and uh, speaking Spanish amongst themselves, or not just Mexicans. I mean, there are writers at the workshop from all over Latin America, though most of them are, I would say, minor characters. You know, it just, it really works. It really works. And the, the, his, Eligio's initial arrival to the United States is, is hilarious. In fact, um, uh, did, did you enjoy that as much as I did? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just hard. Cause I don't know how uh, loyal it was to the book, but it was, it was pretty funny. Cause I, you know, I didn't read the book, but I, I, so I didn't know if the uh, director was taking some creative liberty because it, it was it was pretty comedic. So I wasn't sure if that that was part of the book or not. But um, um, so if I it remember, was pretty hilarious. <laughs> correctly, so there's a scene when he first arrives in in the airport where he searched for drugs. Yeah, and I can't remember off the that that that's it's used to great comedic effect. Yes, I can't, it is. I, can't, I can't remember off the top of my head if that particular scene or some of those particular comedic touches were in the novel. What was definitely there in the novel was the later scene with the taxi driver. You want, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So after getting searched for drugs in the airport and, you know, spending quite a bit of time there, you know, he had $4,000 in cash and they start asking him all these questions. And, uh, you know, there's a pretty funny scene. We'll leave you guys to, to watch the movie and, and see it for yourselves. He finally gets out and, uh, he hops in a taxi and, uh, 
you know, he, he gets in the taxi and he tells the driver to take him to, to the fictitious university. And, uh, you know, while, while they're on the ride, the taxi driver kind of makes some racist comments. So Eligio in the movie. Did he really make racist comments? Well, uh, yeah, because in, in, the, in the movie, um, so Eligio, that is uh, Gabriel Gael Bernal, is, uh, is pretty light-skinned. Gael, so Gael he's like, Sorry? Gael, Gael Garcia Bernal. Oh, Gael Garcia Bernal. Is pretty light skinned, and uh, so the taxi driver asks him, "Where are you from?" And he's, I mean, like, he's not Mexico. He's not that light skinned. I mean, you definitely yeah, but uh, enough so that like the the uh, the taxi driver asks him, "Where are you from?" And he and he responds, "Mexico." And he's like, "Oh, nice. We like your types of Mexicans here, not the other types." <laughs> and then well, uh, he is pretty racist. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, he tries to smoke a cigarette. The taxi driver tells him to, you know, put it out. Um, and he's like, oh, okay. He throws, it, he throws it out the window and the taxi driver freaks out that he's littering. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, finally they arrive at the university and uh, the taxi driver is clearly ripping him off. He says, uh, it's a flat rate from the airport is $85. And uh, Eligio know, just... In, in defense of the taxi driver, we don't know that that's a ripoff. Yeah, yeah, we don't know, but um, Eligio seems to believe it is. So uh, he grabs, you know, he goes out of the taxi, pretends he's about to pay, and uh, then just runs. And so the taxi driver alerts all the security forces uh, or the, the police at the university, and uh, Eligio hides in the woods, covers himself, and leaves, and uh, hides while they search for him throughout the university campus and uh, i guess you know later points throughout the movie he's always trying to avoid the uh police officers <laughs> given given what occurred but it, it's it's a pretty uh it's definitely a pretty funny scene what do you make of slawomir i want i'm not 100 percent sure how if that's how you pronounce his name but he's the he's the polish poet uh with whom uh his wife cheats on him um, he's not really a flushed out character. I think he's more of a symbol, but uh, what, what did he make of him? Yeah, that was actually, um, that was going to be my response. You know, he's not really, um, a character that's developed. He doesn't really speak much at all, um, in the movie. And I think it's, it's probably book, really that's how he is. Like they yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's probably pretty similar in the book. And I think he's more of, uh, I don't know. Obviously he's a character in the book. He's an actual character, but I think he's also used again, for commentary dash symbolic purposes to kind of, uh, recognize, to, to kind of really hone in the fact that his, uh, you know, his wife has agency and that, you know, autonomy, I guess. Well, um, he but everything that Eligio is not. Yeah. Right? Eligio and Gael Garcia Bernal are quite short. I mean, Gael Garcia Bernal is a very handsome man, but like, but you know, Slavomir is like, He's a giant, right? He must be like six four or six five or tall, even taller. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and he's this like silent guy. Eligio is a huge talker, yeah. right? <laughs> not not talking, and he he he's uh, sort of stoic. Eligio is not stoic at all. <laughs> he's a poet. Eligio is kind of a crass guy, right? He's an actor in uh, soap operas and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he's not, yeah, right. He's not doing theater, right? He's not, you know, or like art films. He's doing, he's doing bello novellas. I mean, come on. You know, I mean, it must be quite disconcerting to see the woman you love 
and I think he does love her in spite of all his sins, attracted to exactly the opposite of what you are, right? That must be just so devastating, so crushing. And I think that's part of the reason why he goes so crazy, right? He's already crazy before he leaves Mexico. And then when he finds out about Slavomir, he loses it, right? The guy, the guy has a conniption. And the conniption is ultimately successful, right? You know, he throws like an adult tantrum. But he, the guy makes him nuts, right? He catches um, his wife outside of a bar having a smoke with Slavomir after they've gotten back together. And in spite of the fact that Slavomir is approximately twice his size, he throws a freaking rock at the dude. Like, the, the, Eligio is asking to get put in the hospital, right? He's picking a fight with someone who's built like a offensive lineman and uh, who's not picking a fight with him, right? He's just out there having to smoke. He doesn't talk much, right? He's not, you know, I think he's probably, he's are, I think at this point, at least in the novel, he's already back with the Filipino woman. So he's not looking to fight, but Alihio wants to fight. Alihio, it sounds, seems like he wants to get beat up, right? There's almost a self-loathing aspect to it. Yeah, no, that and that that was definitely reflected in uh, in the movie. Not not so much the self-loathing aspect, but definitely his because uh, you know they 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 didn't get they, they didn't really um, reveal that he had that Slavomir had gone gotten back with his uh, former girlfriend, but. Um, you know, they definitely reveal that he wanted to fight no matter what he did. They show him throwing the rock at him and ultimately they don't fight, but he was really asking for it. Well, it's because Slawamir shows restraint. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, you know, if I were like twice someone's size and they threw a rock at me, you know, I'd be sort of inclined to hurt them. But I think maybe because Susana's there, nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. Though in fairness in the movie, they do shows Laramir punch him initially pretty hard in the face, but not sure that was present in the novel. And that was only after, you know, um, Eligio had provoked him. So Yeah, but I think it's more of a self-defense kind of situation. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree. Like, he could have really hurt him. Yeah, absolutely. I don't uh, think this line, if our memory serves, I don't think this line is in the... Uh, in the movie, in the in the in the novel, but they're discussing. They're in the car, and that that scene is is somewhat modified from the original because in in the novel they buy the car, uh, which turns out to be a lemon, and, and and in the in the movie they're only test driving it, and it's a nicer yeah. car. Um, and they're talking about her fiction, right? And this is kind of a test of of how he sees her as a person. And he, and she asks him what he thinks of, I don't know if it was a poem or a short story, but whatever, something that she wrote. And he says that he liked it, but he, he didn't understand it. Um, and uh, she says, well, like, if you didn't understand it, how do you know that you liked it? And it's like, you know, he says something like, Hay muchas cosas que me gustan que no entiendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which means there's a lot of things that I don't understand that I like. And then she's like, uh, she asked, well, for example, what? And then he responds, uh, you. 
No, tú, and then he says, the, yeah. and then he says, uh, <laughs> con los huevos rancheros. Yeah. Me gustan, pero no los entiendes. I, I got a kick out of that. Like, uh, like uh, huevos rancheros. Like, you like them, but you don't understand them. And that's just, I don't know. I just, that's I just. a ridiculous thing to yeah, give as an example. Example, yeah. Um, but I think, I think there's something, uh, I think there's something like a, a little bit profound in that, like loving something that you don't understand. And yeah. maybe, maybe understanding is the opposite of loving. Uh, yeah, no, I, I could see that. It's maybe, a pretty broad statement. Understanding but. In the sense of sympathy, understanding in the sense of analyzing, dissecting, rationalizing. Yeah, it's it, in my opinion, it's a little bit of a stretch to say it's the opposite of love, but maybe not conducive to love. Well, they're different modes, right? They're different modes, right? You don't really, you're not, you're not inclined to psychologically deconstruct the woman that you love necessarily, right? Yeah, right. You don't, you don't see the person that you love with objective objectivity at least initially right no fact, I, I would agree it's not something that's exactly uh a natural reaction when when you're fact, looking at the you person love them because they're a mystery yeah I, I could see that and i think i think there's something there i think like he loves her she's a mystery to him and because she's a mystery to him and she does unexpected things like leave him without explanation to go to a writer's workshop Right, he can't control her. He can't control her. So accept so accepting that you love without understanding or control, I think is one of the big themes of both the novel and the movie. Yeah. No, that that I would agree with. I it, definitely but I didn't think about it that way initially, but now that you phrase it this way, um it definitely that narrative definitely fits fits the film and I'm I'm sure the novel as well. Before we, we wrap it up, do you have any other impressions that you want to share? I know we've looked at it more uh, from, obviously we've talked more very specifically about the two protagonists here. Kind I mean, did it resonate the with you at all? Like, did it, like you, you know, you kind of live the same thing that I've lived, a feeling kind of in between two worlds to a certain well, extent. That That's what I was going to mention, you know, right now we really kind of analyze the characters, but more broadly, the film and, and the novel touch upon you know just kind of the differences between the two worlds you know and uh you know you could of course say specifically the mexico mexico and the united states but really the clashing worlds like latin america and outside of latin america more broadly you know i think he does a good job of kind of highlighting those differences while writing you know this complex plot about these two characters in, in a marriage you know, with one with with the man trying to, you know, save his marriage. Uh, you know, definitely an intrinsically flawed character trying to save his marriage, yet unwilling to change his ways. And when he's confronted, you know, a different world, he really just doesn't know how to react. He doesn't know how to adapt. And I guess uh, the woman kind of, you know, seeking to escape that world more or less generally, not escape Mexico, but really the world of of not having any self autonomy. Did it resonate with me? I I'd say you know. The movie was really focused on the two characters. That well, I aspect I couldn't really resonate with. Focused on Alicia to the expense of Susana. 
Yeah. And I that is Gael Garcia Bernal's natural charisma. Like he yeah. sort of steals the show and it's tough to, it's tough to play next to him, I would say. But in the novel, Susanna is very much more protagonist, right? The novel yeah. begins with her, okay. we understand her motivations for leaving, right? She's, she's less of a mystery in the novel and more of a co-protagonist along with uh, Eligio. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is I can definitely resonate with the differences between the two worlds. I can't 100% resonate with Eligio's story, which I think most people could not anyway. But um, definitely with the broader theme of kind of living between in between two worlds. You know, uh, both Francisco and I, you know, we're, we're from a Mexican family. And, you know, as he described in the beginning, you know, we've lived in the USA our whole lives, but we've experienced kind of the... Uh, I don't want to say the clashing, I guess the mesh of both cultures and, and the differences. And uh, I think this this movie-novel does a great job of kind of highlighting those differences and how uh, how the two worlds collide. Yeah, I, I, I'd say that. I'd say that's right. Yeah, for me, it just, I don't want you to judge me. I saw certain aspects of myself in Nikhil, right? I, no, I don't judge you at all. Yeah, I mean. Right, he's not a morally admirable person, but I think I think you know a lot of the ways in which he's conflicted and insecure, I'm conflicted and insecure. In that respect, like it, 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 just taking both works of art, I just I felt very understood by the writer, who, to my knowledge, is you know he's not an immigrant. No, I it's think he's not he, a novel about immigrants by any means. Right, it's a novel about visitors. Yeah, based on his his Wikipedia page, you know, he, he's not an immigrant, but to be honest, I don't even know what his stature is amongst Mexican writers. I mean, he's certainly not uh I mean, I really really liked his writing, so I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying he's not considered like by critics to be like up there at the tippity top, I think. Or I could I could be wrong about that. I mean, he's not Gabriel Garcia Marquez, you know. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Or, yeah, or, or, or Borges or, or anything like that. Not that Borges or Gabriel Garcia Marquez were Mexican, but... Yeah, you know. whatever. Latin American writers more, more broadly. Yeah. And I, you know, I, don't, I don't feel qualified to place him in the canon of Spanish language writers because, you know, I read better in English. So I, 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 I'm not fully equipped or competent to make a, an aesthetic call on this one uh even you know i'm not even sure i could do that if you wrote in english just for me personally right it resonated with me in a way that a gabriel garcia marquez uh novel or novella ne- doesn't necessarily or you know i get something different out of borges right oh yeah it's it's a very different style because um you know they're they're, they're really you know not necessarily writing about this topic and i guess uh maybe more generally towards our audience i'll note you know on this book cast we're going to be uh you know we'll, the majority of the novels and short stories that we cover will be in english but just given our ability to read in spanish and uh the fact that there are some extremely prolific writers in spanish as well we'll definitely uh be yeah, discussing you know, I, more I, spanish I feel, language novels i feel bad about doing a novel that hasn't been translated yeah but you know at the same time I think the fact that we speak Spanish allows us to kind of open the door, speak and read Spanish allows us to open the door to these, you know, whole whole different group of authors, which, um, 
you know, in fairness, if it hasn't been translated, then a lot of our listeners in the U.S. would never be able to have any exposure to this, you know, unless they somehow knew about the movie. And I think that's just something pretty unique that we get to talk about this work and, and kind of highlight some of the themes there where ideally we'd like, you know, our audience to be able to read along here. We're kind of just exposing more works to the world. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I read Borges, it's like I, I, I have this experience of something, actually the what kind of similar to what Eligio said, something that I love but don't understand, right? Yeah, that's common with Borges. <laughs> and, and I feel like I understood this novel much more, and I was understood by this novel. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a fair assessment. And yeah, and in Borges' defense, I think that's kind of what in a lot of his writings he goes for, you know? He he, his is a very different style. Yeah, I don't even I don't even feel like Borges and I belong to the same species. <laughs> like I, I, yeah, that's understandable. Like I, I mean, I, I I love the short stories, but I don't. Right, this is not a person who I can relate to, and this is you know he's doing things that I could never ever do. You know, I, do I think I could write a novel as good as Ciudades Desiertas? I definitely could not in Spanish. Though I actually someday I would love to write a novel in, in English and also in Spanish. Uh, that that's like a dream of mine to someday be a bilingual novelist. You know, I, do I think Jose? I was. I think he's a, he he's done something that I could also not have done. But it's it it's it's it, it's a difference of of uh, degree and not kind, right? Like he just he wrote he wrote a better story than I'm capable of writing at least right now. But yeah. Borges is doing something, you know, something otherworldly. No, yeah, that's something. That's something totally that fair. I wouldn't even want to attempt to do. But we should, yeah, you know what we should do? Um, we should do more Spanish novels. I I, I read also um, La Casa de los Espíritus by Isabel Allende, and you know, I enjoyed that one very much too. So maybe, uh, I mean, that's a long novel, so I don't, you know, I don't know when you'll have a chance to read or listen to that or. Um, but if you do ever read it, uh, don't don't read it in translation. Read it in Spanish, and uh, I think I think you'd like that one too. Yeah, absolutely. And I I, I actually have a recommendation um, for a book is one as well that you know I can I can run by you after this. But oh, really? Okay. Yeah, there definitely there's definitely some uh, there, there's one particular one that I very much enjoy. La muerte y la brújula makes uh, Latin American writers different. How are they different than than English language writers? I mean, that's such a ridiculously broad question, but I, I I honestly think there's maybe it's just that reading feels different to me in Spanish. Maybe that's why they feel different to me. But I I think there's something there. I think there's something different. Well, about I think, and and you can feel free to disagree, but um, I just feel like the the way different languages are structured lend themselves to different literary styles and different literary techniques without sounding too much like a nerd you know but like um you know the way you know, we're doing a podcast about literature i'm, I'm afraid we're like we're we're like past it i'm we're we're in like unsalvageable nerd territory all right gu- guilty as charged but i i just think when you when you're uh you know each language is very different and and unique i mean i shouldn't say very different there are obviously languages that are similar but I think the, the just kind of the structure and syntax of different languages lends themselves to to different prose. For example, um, you know, right now I'm uh, preliminarily 
trying to learn Russian, right? And just kind of the structure of sentences in Russian is so different that, uh, and there's so many different ways to like structure a sentence that I can see why now I'm starting to get an idea why there were so many prolific Russian authors. In that same vein, you know, Spanish, though, you know, honestly, it is a language that both of us have been speaking since we were very, very young. So it doesn't really seem foreign to us, but it's definitely a different language than, than English, right? And there's different, you know, you conjugate verbs and and prose is very different. And I think that just uh, allows for different styles and different well, techniques. It's like, and that, I, it's like that a la antigüita line, right? Yeah. There's so much about that that, that, can't, that can't be communicated in English. Exactly. Right? Uh, right. So antigüita is a cognate. It's of, of, of antiqu- antiqu- antiquity, right? Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's actually the, the diminutive. Yes, yeah, the diminutive. Antigua. Antigua. Yeah. Antigua. But there's something about saying it in the, in the diminutive that, that captures something like playful in the midst of the ink. I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain it, but it just makes the line so perfect in a way that you could never really translate into English. Yeah. And, and I think that's exactly it. You know, and in, in fairness, there's probably you know, some, you know, modes of communication in English that maybe wouldn't work as well in Spanish, you know? So I think each language lends itself to different, uh, to different prose. And, uh, I think that's really what makes these authors in Spanish so different from authors in English and authors in any other language really different from those in English, even though, you know, all I've been able to read is translated work, even in a translated work, you kind of get an idea of, you know, oh wow! They, so they, they, I have read, I have read novels in Arabic, but I don't I don't read Arabic with anything like the fluency that I would need to consistently enjoy reading literature in Arabic. When when I'm reading Arabic, I, I really do feel like I'm translating the Arabic. Right? I have to look up a lot of words. When I read Spanish, I do I feel like I'm feeling something different. I I, I would agree. I, uh, I I would definitely agree with that. So. All right. Well, well. So, if you want to feel something different, if you want to know what it feels like to be different, I would, uh, I would recommend watching the movie. You might have to, you might have to suffer through some unsubtitled uh, Spanish dialogue if you don't buy the DVD. Yeah, and, and disclaimer, you know, it is a, it is a little racy. So just it is, uh, it is a racy movie. Yeah, don't watch it. Be aware it. of that. Yeah, it. It, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's not. It doesn't go full Game of Thrones, but it's it's sort of pushing in that direction. Yeah, I've never seen Game of Thrones. Audience, don't judge me. I know I get a lot of yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I don't know. for that at work, but yes, I would agree based on what I know. So what will you know about Game of Thrones? Right. Yeah, or like if you do read Spanish well enough to enjoy literature in Spanish, yeah, read the novel. Read the novel in Jose Agustin. I am I'm your dude, man. Like I will I will bring your literature to america we've got he's still alive let's let's get the message uh, message across yeah, let's get the message like I, I you do have to pay me them, at least something hey everyone this is Webby, and i just wanted to make sure that you subscribe to the brothers f on apple spotify stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcast also if you have facebook twitter or instagram make sure to follow us there too see you next time on the brothers f